5: And a happy Friday, everybody. Welcome to the Miller's Edge here on the Tide 100.9, 1230 a.m. WTBC. Hope you're having a wonderful day thus far as you get ready for another beautiful weekend down in a beautiful. City of Tuscaloosa or Columbia, South Carolina, which is where I am, or wherever you may be. Listen to the program, because we do it all over the great United States of America. And you can do that by downloading that free app on your phone, on your Android, on your Apple device. It does not matter. You can get it anywhere on your computer and listen to the show. And one great thing about this app, we love that you leave comments. We love that you uh, drop comments right there. And if you want to put your voice on you can do that, too, as well. But I know a lot of you may be at work and you try to listen to sports talk radio while the boss isn't, you know, so he can't tell what you're doing. And you probably got your earplugs in. Now, we get it. I understand how that works. But if you want to, though, you can just leave a voicemail that Noah, jo- Noah, I'm going to call him Noah Jones. I think Nora Jones. And- hey, Noah, would you like Noah Jones if I called you that? Uh, I'd be okay with Noah Jones. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that means you might be related to Nora. Could be. I think I like Noah Johnson a little better. I think that has a better ring to it. I mean Johnson, you you know Johnson is kind of like a bland name, very popular. A lot of people have Johnson. I mean, so I want to be part of the monolith. (laughs) Okay. You know, just tell me what you want, what name you want. We can switch up every day. You know, because we don't want, you know, we have some stalkers out there. We don't want people stalking you. You know what I mean? We already know what the studio is. So true.
6: I don't want them finding all my pictures.
5: You know what I mean? Because we know how that absolutely. Roll. We say hello to some folks there that's already popping up on the uh, YouTube machine, and of course we do that every single day. We love the interaction. I don't know if Christian uh, has a way that he can talk to you during breaks, I don't know if I can. I couldn't even try to type in a message to say hello to you. So, uh, Joy Williams, what's up? He said, what's up, guys? John Jones, who's uh, down in uh, Aiken, I believe, he's the guy that owns a cigar shop uh, down here in South Carolina that I met at another cigar shop. Maduro Room. Good friend of mine, Mike, owns that. Him and his lovely wife, huge Alabama fans, and bought a big box of cigars from uh, On Our Cigars to Tennessee Week. So I know they might probably smoke those up. And uh, Sam said, what's up, everybody? Good morning to the folks there at uh, I'm Words. So appreciate you all diving in. uh, What's the number for the show? 205-342-9904. That's what it is. You can call right there as well. It's Free Fall Friday. I don't have a whole lot of just stuff. We'll talk basketball if you're to move. Alabama got another big one uh, this weekend, so we can talk about that. We can talk more about the transfer portal with Michigan, and we, we haven't really really gotten to it a whole lot with Jim Harbaugh taking the Los Angeles Chargers job. We could, I think we'll talk a little bit more about that. What's the impact going to be? Will it be less impact than when Nick Saban uh, retires? So we'll get uh, into some of that i love to take some a lot, lot of questions today, uh, whether it be from YouTube, Thai 100.9 app. I'd love to get in some of that so we can spend some time uh, answering some of the questions. We have a ton of questions that we never even get close to getting to. So i love to do some of that here on a Friday since we don't have uh, a lot on the docket for today. But that's some fun. I'm hoping Noah would just turn up the jams and beats, give me something that I could dance to, get excited about. You know what I mean? You're killing so, me with uh, those
2: because I can't. It, it goes for a copyright on YouTube. So every time you do that, I got to mute it over here. But it's all good. I'll navigate.
5: Well, it's called uh, bumper music. We have to have that. called radio. Supposed
2: to... Okay, but actual songs get copyrighted. So... That's what I'm talking about. You Man, can have you need bumper talk to music you, that's need not copyrighted. you need to talk to Noah No, 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 I'm, I'm telling, oh, no. I'm telling you, though, so when you tell him to play popular songs, since you want to be a smart ass. I actor, didn't say whatever.
5: popular songs. I said, give me something that I like that I can, get, I can get hyped up with. I don't care what the song is. As long as it's not Taylor Swift.
2: Oh, okay, on on I'm, I'm tired Before, of seeing her during the games.
5: Let me just say this. I don't right know right how sure. you feel. <laughs> exactly. I, I, said, I don't know how you guys feel. But I was doing radio in Charlotte the other day. I do it weekly. Uh, Kyle Bailey, WFNZ. And we're talking NFL. We're talking NFL playoffs, huge games, NFC Championship, AFC Championship weekend. And there's no way in the world. I love Patrick Mahomes. I love Travis Kelsey. I love what the Kansas City Chiefs have done as a football organization. Andy Reid, no doubt, Hall of Fame, one of the best coaches there is in football. And I love him. But I do not. Let me say this very clear. I absolutely do not want him to win Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, Travis Kelsey, and the others. I could not stomach watching the Super Bowl with the Kansas City Chiefs playing. I am sick and I am tired of Taylor Swift. I mean... I ain't gonna lie to you. For the record, I've been to a Taylor Swift concert, and it kind of happened by accident. My mother-in-law was in town, and some people gave uh, me the access to have, have the box. I had a box, guys. Free, you know, food, drinks, everything. Hot food, food. I mean, I couldn't turn it down. And it was Taylor Swift. And she was singing up on something that was just flying her across the Colonial Life Arena like the whole time. And she wasn't good then, like she's not the best singer. But now that she has inundated herself with Travis Kelsey, I get tired of them showing the box. Now I'm tired of seeing the Kelsey brother in their pounding beers with his shirt off and Walmart sweatpants. I'm sick of it. Sick of it. I don't know how y'all feel about that. Boo. <laughs> I don't want to catch the, the cheat I am Lamar Jackson, Baltimore Ravens John Harbaugh I'm about the business for them on this weekend So let me just throw that out there to get the show started uh, Real quick, uh, John tells me It's Iron Horse Cigar Lounge in Aiken, South Carolina So if you're down in the Carolinas on Right off I-20, Aiken Of course known for horses and horseback ride And all that beautiful thing Go see John over there uh, he's, he's a good dude he uh, and his wife, huge. I'm Christian. When I tell you huge Alabama fans, huge. They own a cigar shop uh, in Aiken. I haven't been to it yet, but um, uh, I met them several times. So i uh, go by and check them out. That's yeah, so they'll be there. Uh, let's see. They'll be at uh, the eight-day game. you said, all our cigars on Friday and Saturday. So they'll be in Tuscaloosa. So uh, What's up, guys? Let me just say what's up. Hi, good day, good lunch time. whatever you want to say.
2: It is all over the place uh Taylor Swift, uh, I will say that she she did kind of have her own thing going before travis kelsey to to be fair you got to pay her respect i mean she she's been she's been selling records uh for years and has been at the top of the pop uh game if you want to call it for years um so I will say that, but to, uh, on the on the flip side though when people try to say she put Travis Kelsey on the map that you're a fool if you say that but I am sick and tired of seeing her every broadcast. I mean, somebody will make a play that's not even Travis Kelce, then they pan to her, and it's just so obnoxious. And then, yeah, it's like it's just gotten so old. But anyway, um, I don't know if you saw this, and I I, I wanted to talk about this. Unfortunately, we can. I mean, I I can show the video on our YouTube stream, but radio, you're not going to be able to see it. But there was actually a video that uh, Coach Saban's daughter, Kristen, had posted. And it kind of gave us an early glimpse on what Coach Saban's retirement is looking like. I know a lot of people were saying, oh, you know, he'll be in his office above the stadium. A lot of people were thinking he was going to be down meeting with a lot of people. I'm sure he'll be involved in some capacity. We'll we'll find out how much moving forward. But right now, do you know where he's at? On the golf course? Nope. At a Taylor Swift concert. No, he's not at a Taylor Swift concert. (laughs) No. No, look, here's where he's at. He's at the beach. Right, which you know, that's a good. I'm sure somebody out there. No, I mean, he's in Jupiter,
5: Florida. No, mean, no, no, I no, mean, but like, I'm not.
2: I'm not done yet. He's is not, he on the beach? Uh, that's a, see, let me finish. Jumping the gun. Not only is he on the beach, he's in the water, and he's not just in the water. He's boogie boarding. He literally is riding a boogie board and just got swallowed up by a wave. It honestly was one of the funniest videos I, I think I've seen. Just because I mean. It, it, he looks, he's he's he looks so excited to just get swallowed up by a wave out there, boogie boarding. <sighs> that I mean, it, I, can, I don't even recognize. I'm like, there's no way this Coach Saban right now, boogie boarding. Like I this to, man, he, he, deserves he, no, a he does. No, he does. I loved it. No, and I I'll, was I'll, he out there in his swim trunks and everything. I mean, oh. yeah, he, he, he had a shirt on. I looked like in the video. Oh God, no! Come on, no. Like, I mean, no, but yeah, he Saban got his swole on. <laughs> he got his
5: swole on.
2: Yeah, no, he, he looked like he looked like a kid just having fun out there, man. And I'm like, dang, man. I what know he's fast, I no, I mean nothing less. But it's just like. I know he has a light side to him, but, I mean, I just never thought I'd see a video of him boogie-boarding. So, I appreciate uh, Kristen I Saban said is sharing that stuff because I think that's cool to, to give a lot of people... I mean, is, this, that- is,
5: is this what we're getting ready to do, though? just this, this everybody going to be trying to spot Saban down in Florida and then everywhere else, taking snapshots and putting them on 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 TikTok and Instagram and, and X and, and then even his own daughter? We got to see him out there boogie-boarding. I mean, is this... Are we going to stalk Nick Saban... In his retirement,
2: are we gonna give the man some rest? First of all, nobody's talking to anybody. Second of all, his his damn daughter posted the video and it's know, just one video. Her. It's not like it's not like, you know what I'm saying, TMZ's following him around. I just personally probably thought will be seeing him, you know, enjoy himself in the water boogie boarding. It just it was fun to see, man. I'll and yeah. Oh God! No, don't do that. You no, might get you might get on, in trouble, no. man. Sed, said might get on you if he sees uh sees any. Uh, Wait weird. a minute. that's <laughs> the
5: question. Is Sed out there in the water with a holding a the, the, the coke cup on ready to cup while they Saban <save> in <laughs> the boogie board? That would be a great picture. Here's Sed like there in the water.
2: They I, did, I did not spot Sed. Um, what do you mean? Do you think Sed can swim? What are you trying to get at there, man? That was a little. That was come on. No, that was a little suspect, man. Can he swim? I can swim, but I'm not getting the ocean water. Why? Why would said not be able to swim? Let's let's he let's, let's investigate that one. Why wouldn't he be able to swim? I oh, said, now you think I'm throwing shade. No, I'm not. You I'm know, just I'm genuinely know. asking. You said, can he swim? i i that that seemed a little. Uh, People ask me all the time, can I? I'm swim? I'm not going to use the R word, but it's it seemed a little. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> a little stereotypical, there, man.
5: That's Friday, folks. This is what we do. We just have some fun because ain't nothing really that serious going on. But, but anyway, good for Nick Saban. Uh, Sid probably is not there. Uh, Sam says Sam is, by, <laughs> Sam is employed by the university,
2: not, not by Nick Saban. That's not really true, Sam. I mean, technically, yeah, he's employed by the university. But I'm going to tell you one thing. Uh, Sid does whatever the hell Coach Saban tells him to do. It's not like, and, and, and that's out of respect. It's not like, oh, he's telling him what to do. Like Sid has no choice. But he is personally working with Coach Saban. I I mean, and I'm telling you, from what I understand, he's not going to follow that same role with the new coach. He's going to stick with Coach Saban. um, Wait a
5: minute. I got some breaking news for you. Here we go. You you threw this out there. Goat said, Tia said that uh, Christian said this video was from 2018. It's not even real. Okay, there we go.
2: Well, then then fake news for me. (laughs)
5: Come on, you know, Coach. <laughs> I kind of like, you know, Coach not in the <laughs> ocean. I mean, yeah, but Coach is not. I mean, he don't even strike me as a beach bomb type of dude. If anything, I would have been right saying Coach said would have been out there. Oh yeah, the yeah,
2: this all. that. see, I, yeah, I, I should have dove deeper into it. I mean, you
5: normally do your homework, bro.
2: I normally do, but uh, look, like you said, it's Friday. My sure. truck's in the shop. I've been running around, so I'm trying to figure all this stuff out. Speaking of right, that, there we go. I'm excited to pick it up. Got my lift being put on there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's gonna turn, turn out real good.
5: Here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna take a break. We had the first segment just to be tripping
2: a little bit. Shout out to Off Road Performance them. Direct. They're 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 taking great care of me. If you guys are in any need of any type of truck work, lifts, tires, any of that good stuff, they they do a lot. And they've got their new bigger shop that they're opening up. Uh, make sure you uh, go check them out now. Again, that's Off Road Performance Direct right here so the question
5: is me, is off what is it called? Off-way? off-road free?
2: performance direct? If you're into, you know, like me, like lifting trucks, yeah. you know, I hope tires, you're lift that. for free. Then why?
5: You just gave me all that love. You know how much that worked. What you just said,
2: and you've been a dog on. Don't celebrity. worry about. Don't worry about what I got going on. You just gave, oh, a, free you a, you just hey. gave a free plug to. You just <laughs> gave a. free plug to a cigar shop. <laughs> what are you talking exactly. about? That my people. Oh, okay. let's go, girls. And. I'm just saying. Exactly. You and I'm just saying, you, you truly gave a free plug. All right, Lord. let's
5: hit a break. Give me something. Give me something. Let's go. All right, folks, we've entertained you for the first 15 minutes of the edge, and now we're going to hit a break. Let's talk some foosball when we come back. Let's talk NFL playoffs because I want to get this and because this is really, really some good games. I want to get your thoughts. I want to th- get your thoughts on who will be playing on Super Bowl Sunday, who you feel like. I mean, that first game. Kansas City and Baltimore. I mean, what does this mean for Lamar Jackson? I mean, going to be the MVP of the National Football League this year, That's number two for, for Lamar Jack, right? But if he don't beat Patrick Mahomes, what is going to be the sentiment? Because that's what's going to take place. You know, people say he can't win the big games. And so he you know, he couldn't win a playoff games. That was the thing before. And he finally, you know, got that monkey off his back, so to speak. Now what? So let's talk NFL. Any Bama guys on them teams? I think so. We'll talk about those guys that are playing uh, on uh, the, uh, Sunday to get a chance to get to the Super Bowl. We'll do that next segment. We'll take your phone calls, 205-342-9904. Corey Miller, Christian Miller, that boy Noah, he's doing his thing right there behind the boards, behind the glass on the boards. We'll get to that. And of course, we're going to talk some more Bama stuff. I got some questions. Got some more questions to throw out there at you. Just to talk about the, the higher, the whole transformation, the exchange of power. I got some things I'm gonna throw at you too. As well, during the course of the show. This is Mel Zed on a Thai 12:30 a.m. WTBC. Let's rock! Back in a moment.
7: Sunday, Westwood One brings you Championship Sunday. First, it's the AFC title game. Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs face Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. Then, the Detroit Lions aim for their first ever Super Bowl appearance when they take on the San Francisco 49ers. Doubleheader coverage begins at 2 p.m. Eastern time. If it's the NFL playoffs, it's right here.
8: 365, 24 7. You'll find road and utility crews, tow trucks, law enforcement, and first responders working along Alabama's
9: roadway. We're making improvements and helping our communities stay connected. We're working hard to make sure you're safe on the road. Now we need your help to make sure we're safe too. Alabama's move over law requires you to move over a lane when you see flashing lights on the roadside. And if you can't safely move over,
5: please slow down. Visit drivesafealabama.org. Brought to you by the Alabama Department of Transportation, Alabama from the
1: Broadcasters Association and this station. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The sky will stay mostly cloudy this afternoon and tonight with occasional showers. The high today, 68. The low tonight, 58. Tomorrow, another wet day. Cloudy showers are likely. Maybe a strong thunderstorm passing through during the day. The high, 69. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 65 degrees in Tuscaloosa.
0: This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9.
5: 12:20, 12:20 on the dial here on a Friday, free for all. We'll go wherever you want to go. Don't matter to me. Today's a fun day. We like to hang out with you. I kick things around. We're we'll gonna talk some NFL in just a moment, but first. I must, as a South Carolina Gamecock alumni. I don't know what you were doing last night about 7 o'clock Central Time, 8 o'clock Eastern Time, watching the Full Letter Network. But hey, shout out to women's basketball, college women's basketball. What a crowd there in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, as Dawn Staley and the Lady South Carolina Gamecocks went on the road, went in the backyard. And snatched the heart out of them tights. <laughs> I mean, when you talk about a team that's a consensus overall number one team, lost every starter off the team last year that went like 36 and one, by the way, had a fluke loss to Iowa. That's a fluke loss, by the way. Should have been national championships last year. They lost every starter. Don't steady. They called it the Freshies and all of that. But a new group of kids there. On the road, beat a very, very good, very, very talented LSU team. South Carolina handled their business 76 to 71. A game Christian. I don't know if you watched that, man. I did. That was a phenomenal basketball game. And listen, I was that dude that hated women's sports. I'm going to be honest with you. I hate it. I, I mean, like, I could not do nothing. Women's sports could not really just get me to that. That that intensity, you know, basketball. I'm like, if I'm looking for fundamentals, if I'm looking for how to play basketball based on that, I like it. I could get down with softball. I can't get down with soccer, tennis, you know, but the beach volleyball, <laughs> I don't know if you watch some beach volleyball. Y'all might not have that. I remember some oh, hey, hey, yeah,
2: yeah.
5: <laughs> and uh, that ain't too bad to take in. I'm just going to tell you that. But anyway, last night was amazing. I think it was a major, major win. For women's basketball, not just for South Carolina. And also, I can't stand the coach. Her, her, her fits are terrible. Her dress is terrible. Her hairdo, she need another stylist. And then, I also cannot stand in a good, loving, Christianly way. I don't hate him. I don't, can't stand him. I don't like him. Angel Reese. Ever since how she did last year and won the championship and how she handled Caitlin Clark, I wasn't too mad about that. This is all about competing. But, she wouldn't shut up. She keeps talking.
2: Wait, hold on, she, hold
5: on. I mean, she she just gets on my last nerve. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Angel Reese <laughs> gets on my last nerve. And if you like Angel Reese,
2: and her attitude is terrible.
5: It is. It's terrible.
2: No, no, I, I agree with everything you're saying, but what I'm trying to figure out that you were... You were going to war for her last year. I remember specifically about the whole, I mean you were old, I wasn't mad you were about the cave. competition for Clark. I'll be honest with you. I wasn't I wasn't too too high on what she was doing. Now I was saying I get it, you know, in football people trash talk and do uh all type of gestures and things and we don't necessarily get on them the way we were getting on her. So I I, I did acknowledge that. However, I'm not for all that. To me, that's corny. Like, if you have to go out your way and go do this and, you know, somebody's fake, like, that, that's just doing way too much. And I, again, I went on the court, though. Maybe Caitlin could have been talking crazy. I've been on a football field with Dozer. You might not necessarily see it, but on the field, they're, they're saying crazy stuff. Just like I was telling you when you were talking about Nate Oates, you know, should turn the other cheek or be mature that one time when the player says something. I'm like, dude, you don't, I don't think you understand how, how, how these dudes talk nowadays. I mean, kids be, talk. Crazy, and I'm like, they don't have the same amount of respect for authority as they used to. But I say all this to say, it's kind of interesting hearing your take on Angel Reese now, because last year you see like her biggest supporter talking all this and then that. Then yeah. I'm not gonna lie, like I said, I defended to a degree. Just hey, you know, I don't want to, I don't, I don't like how people are bullying her about it necessarily. Just because I do get, as an athlete, you know, things get chippy, things get competitive. However. That to me was a little tasteless, right? Like that's like that's like us, you know. I mean, she did a you know, That's like after us head. winning the national championship, us going and running in Georgia's face, and you know, after second and twenty, doing my point. So coming from here, we always were told, you know, win with class, lose with class, always carry ourselves a certain way. That's why me personally, I don't, I'm not for all that. So all the extra uh, things that 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 are done is a little much for me. Now I will say. I did go to the game here uh, when our women's basketball team played LSU. The, the, the turnout was great. It was a record number of uh, attendance that game because this is a really talented group. And LSU is a really good basketball team. So I do like watching them play. And last night was a really good game. But I'm not going to lie, man. Dawn Staley, man, she's just... She's such a good coach. She's such a good coach. And then I, I love the... the South Carolina's women's basketball reminds me of like Alabama football, like the prominence, right? I mean, the long-term, sustained success. You know, you got Coach uh, Don Staley. I mean, even uh, Aaliyah Boston was at the game. Like that's how yeah. you do, you like I, I man they. I, I'm not saying they. I get women's yeah. basketball has been on the map, but programs like South Carolina women's basketball, LSU women's basketball, they really do extremely well for women's basketball. I'm not gonna lie, man. That, again, that game last night was a great game. That was a great game.
5: And I, I said overall, I think the fact that game day was there, they brought the full crew, they brought their top, you know, women basketball analysts. Um, I thought it was great for the sport itself. And I was saying that I wasn't a big component or, or a big proponent, I should say, of, of women's sports in general, and especially women's basketball. I mean, I wouldn't watch it. Uh, you couldn't pay me to watch it. You know, I, I was about especially like basketball. You, if you can't give me the highlight dunks, man, the putbacks. Like we saw uh, the other night against uh, Auburn, Um, you know, if I can't see the high flying, the the aerobatic moves, and things like that, I don't want to watch. But since Dawn Staley has been here, which I think now is almost 15, 16 years, and how she has turned the program around in South Carolina is absolutely amazing. She's been the number one spokesperson about women's sports, and now when you look at women's sports, you see the really good some of these women are how athletic they are it's pretty impressive Yeah, now, I got a couple people that tell me man you're crazy they they look at me and I told them I went to their establishment and said hey I want to watch women's basketball this is a great game on I knew the team, It wasn't even South Carolina or Alabama it was somebody else and they looked at me like what you want me to turn my TV with all these other men in here on women's basketball you crazy and I'm like yeah because it's some daggum good competition. So shout out, shout out to women's basketball, shout out to Disney, shout out to ESPN for for putting that on display for us to take a look at it. Last night was a great game, the atmosphere. Was just as good as any men's college men's basketball game. I think they had about fourteen thousand there. I mean, they were loud. You got South Carolina who comes with swag. Don State. got her Louis Gucci. You know how she do all her stuff. You got that coach. You know Kim Mulkey. She's got all her bad clothing on. Her fits are terrible, Um, but she's very um, some people. Will, some
2: people will say the opposite. Some people like those fits, man. Right, very, they're, they're, they're very, nobody very on good. our
5: show listening that like Kim Mulkey. You'd fit. be surprised. Some people. I would fashion. like to hear. If you like the fit, please let me know because let's well, well, let me ask you this
2: though. She had a Coca-Cola. on I mean, I'm guessing that was a brand deal. I've never seen somebody have like a, a big Coca-Cola. Like, I mean, it was like stitched in there. It looked like, <laughs> like it's part of the outfit. It was crazy. But I mean, Kim
5: yeah, looks like She is that's, a that's it. there you go. A retired home model. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Bro, I mean she's trying to be cute. She gotta get her fit tight. And she's old, like she said in their press conference last night. She's like, hey, I'm not a spring chicken. She, matter of fact, she mentioned Nick Saban. She's like, you know, it's a grind. She used to word it, Nick. You talking about the grind of working every day and being that old takes a lot out of her. And she said, maybe I'm, you know, like Nick Saban, just be like, I'm out. I ain't giving you no kind of warning. It's just going to be like, I'm going to walk up in the meeting and be like, hey, y'all, I'm out. Like, mic drop out. That's what Nick Saban did. She is a, she's a good. She's a coach, out. though. i give No, right? she's a great coach.
2: Yeah, she's really. And she's turned
5: LSU around very quickly, giving them their first national championship in women's basketball. Okay, as much as I love it, that's about all I can give it. I'm going to hit a break. We're going to talk football. We're going to talk Alabama. The question I have: We go to break, Noah. I like to hear what people. I mean, I know the fandom is there. I know the the, the over-the-top optimism is there. But what number are you going to give Caitlin DeBoer? For wins next year. They got five star plus Ryan Williams. They got Noah Carter coming in. They got the transfer center. They got some dudes. They got it already still, even though the cupboards open up. As I look at my covers here on YouTube, you can see them. They, they still stuff in there, although they've been rated. But there's still some stuff in there to make some meals, right? That's Alabama right now. What is their win total? Realistically, in your mind, what's their win total? And what if they go seven and five? What if they go eight and four? Are you still shouting from the mountaintop they made the right decision? I want to get into some of that conversation right here on the Tide 100.9, 1230 AM WTBC. 205-342-9904. 205 342 We're sponsored by good friends at the Good Feet Store. Go see Douglas and the company of people over there at Midtown Village. Try before you buy. Back pain, knee pain, ankle pain, you name it. It works. It works for old gray dudes like me and young dudes like Christian that wear wife beaters to work. Hit a break. We'll come back. We'll chat more right here on the Tire 1.9. This is The Edge. Back in a moment.
6: edge on tide 100.9 you used to call me on my cell phone Late night when you need my love call me on my cell call phone call me on my cell phone
5: you know but call me in the studio 205 340 4 core miller christian it's uh jamming behind the glass there in tuscaloosa No, the best reader in alabama you got it uh Uh, App message on the Tide 100.9 free download for you Go ahead, brother
10: That's right, that's right We got an app message from Buck He has some interesting info for us Interesting stat He says, did you guys realize All the final four playoff teams Change coaches except Kirby
2: I saw that Yeah, I saw that So very true Let's run run through it Number four, Alabama Coach Nick Saban, retired Then number three, Texas Oh no, wait, hold on Oh, I, th- oh I think he might have – yeah, no, no, three Texas. I think he mixed it up. So Texas is the only one that still has Sark. So number oh, yeah, three, yeah. Texas, has Sark. He stayed put. Number two was Washington, Coach DeBoer. He obviously left Washington to come to Alabama. And number one, Michigan, had Coach Harbaugh, who left to become the head coach of the Charter. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think it th- he meant Texas. But, yeah, that, that is true. So three of the four coaches um, have moved. However, number two team – Went to the number four team as in Washington, Alabama. So, um, definitely, definitely interesting. But, Ben uh, Fish from uh, Arizona to
5: Washington, Washington, the boy went from Washington to Alabama. South Alabama's
2: State. Kane Womack came Jim to Alabama. <laughs> to
5: the Chargers, which the coach is still in the air. They have to wait seven days in uh, Michigan to be able to uh, put the job out or list the job. So, it's going to be like next week, toward the end of next week, maybe. That they could list that job, which many people believe that's
2: going to be to run more, uh, that's going to just uh, kind of move up. Yeah, and then all right, the question. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, I was saying. But then you think about it. I mean, it goes even further when you start. Kane Womack left South Alabama. Major Applewhite gets promoted to head matters. coach. We don't. We don't care
5: about the group of five on this show.
2: Okay. Still, <laughs> I mean, it, still some change, <laughs> but.
5: I know, I but you I mean, think, think anybody Texas, really concerned about <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't don't know. Know.
2: this? It's like playing musical chairs. All right, go ahead. Who uh, going well, with Major Applewhite? Though he played at Texas, right? Uh, I don't remember. He I mean, Texas or Oklahoma. I just know I, he he was here at Alabama mm. when I was here. Uh, good dude, good coach. Uh, so that was good for him, good opportunity. But
5: well, the question I I asked before the break was, "What's your number?" I mean, what's your number? I mean, you can give me. Uh, I'm fan, 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 fan man all day long. Okay, mm. and, Eleven and one, 10 and two, but is ten and two really realistic? Is eleven and one really realistic for Alabama football, even when there's a lot of unknowns for us here in Tuscaloosa? Um, I'll just tell you what I'm, I'm thinking right now. I feel like Alabama's going to go eight and four, nine and three. So my number that I would put on Alabama is eight point five. With the schedule that they have, with all the new pieces and the new coordinators and new coaches. I, what the in the SEC? I think right now, which a lot of the games that they have to play on tough games are on the road at LSU, at Oklahoma, at Wisconsin, at you know uh, at uh, other one I'm missing. They got Georgia at home so at Tennessee at, home, at Tennessee at Missouri. No
2: Missouri's um, home. Missouri's home. Okay, I'm missing one. No, you're not. You said I'm at Oklahoma, up. at Tennessee, at LSU. Okay, at Wisconsin. There we
5: go. So, with all of that, new coach, I, I don't think it's going to be a step-in, pick-up-where-we-left-off, 10-2-type to two type year playoffs. I think they're going to be on the, the edge of that 12, that 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. I think 11 through 15 was be my... Right now, opinion of Alabama football, like they're going to be ranked anywhere from 11, which means playoffs to 15, which means they might need some help. So I, I think I, that's why I'm saying eight and a half. Um, nine and three is kind of my idea of what I think they, they can get to. Um, so I'm not going to say be a 10 and two guy. I'm going to be a eight. I think the over under is eight and a half for me. So where do you feel on that 205-342-9904? Let's take a phone call. We've got Mike in Opalika on the phone. I haven't talked to him in a skinny minute. Mike, how are you, sir?
11: I'm good. I'm so glad they wised up and gave y'all two hours. But the only thing with that is every time I try to call in, the phone's busy. So uh, <laughs> um, y'all are doing um, a, a great job. Hey, I wanted to thanks, change bro. the subject real quick. I want to talk about the NFL playoffs. Someone sent me an interview, and I don't know if it was a sports handicapper or something, but he was telling me, he was saying in this interview that the NFL really wants Kansas City in the Super Bowl. Just viewership, the Taylor Swift angle, and all of that. And he said that they'll pick and that they did pick a head referee that when he refs games, the visiting team wins, I wanted to say, 55-60% of the time. Mm. And you played in the pro. Do y'all think that's possible that the NFL would do that? Do you think it's just a coincidence? or? Mm.
5: Well, my, i tell you, that's a tough course. I, I don't think so. I, I think, you know... If you look at it from the business model, just as far as Kansas City, the day that I opened the show and I said, I do not want them to play just from my viewership. I'm tired of seeing Taylor Swift. I'm tired of seeing all the the panning of the camera to the box. And I'm tired of seeing her, oh, you got the video on the golf cart getting to the game. You know, I, I get it. I get this. What does she got? 20 million followers or something crazy like that? And all yeah, of these, Sw- yeah, all of these Swifties love seeing her at the game. And, you know, they are, you know, crazy about her. I get all of that. Oh. And from a TV standpoint, how that brings money, right? They might can sell something more. They, might, whatever they, they, you know, commercial wise people, you know, I get all of that. But from, for, I think for a lot of us, we're tired of it. Like, you know, how, how they're focusing on somebody that's non football related. Than the game, And that's what we've been seeing a bunch of the time. But I don't think this is some type of conspiracy, though, like with the referee and all that. I'm not going to believe that. But would they like to have Kansas City over Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens, who are, I most people would say from that standpoint, Mike, very boring? Don't bring that cachet, so to speak? Um, yes. I think they want Patrick Mahomes there. I think they want Kelsey. You know there because it's Taylor Swift because that needs more money. Can you imagine what those commercials will run during the Super Bowl? With, with Taylor Swift, you think somebody's going to pay her money even to get her in a type of commercial? Absolutely.
11: Oh, definitely. And I just, you know, it's going to be anxious to see how it's officiated because when, you know, I would have never thought anything, but they were like, well, just so happened the lead guy, and I don't even know his name, that when he does the game, you know, the away teams normally will win. So, um, yeah. How do you think Detroit will do this weekend?
5: They're my upset special, Mike. I, I tell you, Dan Campbell, you know, bite them and the kneecaps and his attitude, man. Listen, uh, I love Detroit. I love, you know, golf playing extremely at a high level. I love. You know, of course, the former Bama player, be Gibbs, Brian Branch, Who, by the way, love Will Anderson, but Brian Branch should have been the defensive rookie of the year. Um, you know, James Williamson is there. Uh, they're a good football team. I know Aaron Glenn, the defensive coordinator, played in the league in a long time. You know, the, the defense was a little bit suspect, but they're playing better. Johnny on the spot, making plays, creating turnovers. So when you look at this National Football League, the Detroit Lions, I think they have to the make up the type of team that go into Candlestick Park or whatever they call their new stadium in San Francisco uh, and beat Mr. Irrelevant Brock Purdy, who I like what he's all about. Um, struggled last last week in the first half, for sure. Debo Samuel is kind of iffy. You know, he's a 50 50 guy, and it's a different offense uh, without him, even though Christian McCaffrey is an extremely, extremely good football player. Um, I like Detroit pulling the upset and doing something that hadn't been done uh, is get, getting those Lions in the Super Bowl. Imagine that storyline. I mean, with two of their best players in the history quit the team because the organization was so bad. But look at them now. So I, I got Detroit beating the San Francisco 49ers.
11: Yeah. Has there ever been a running back misused than Gibbs when he was at Alabama under Bill O'Brien? I know,
5: right? I mean, I, I I had Gibbs as Christian knows, as my player of the year, uh, offensively, of rookie player of the year. Um, he, you know, he was really good. I, I know he splits time. He don't even get all the carries, but but man, he is so good and he's so fast and he can do so many different things at that running back position, like catching the football out of the backfield. Really love how he plays.
11: Yeah, how he didn't make the Pro Bowl is beyond me. That, that was a ripoff
5: it's all politics and i'm telling you that stuff man and we i talked about this on our show before because it happened to me in 1993 uh you know when when i told you i played several of the linebackers in the uh, nfc and it was like I, I was a reserve instead of a starter i mean it's like you got to be kidding me i mean dude had two sacks and went before me but he's been you know five in the last six years so when, when players was voting, guess what? My name wasn't out there like that in the second, third year of my career, so they, they vote for the guy who, who they know their name, and that's just
11: unfortunate. And listen, the last thing, and uh, I'll leave y'all alone, um, I see these mock drafts, and they've got New England, a quarterback, Chicago. Why don't these teams realize you got to surround your quarterback, whoever it is, with talent? I mean, if yeah. I've got a first three pick, I'm getting Marvin Harrison Jr., I mean, Brock Purdy is a perfect example. He's a good quarterback, but you surround him with talent, and look what you got. And I just don't get they'll just pick these quarterbacks, don't give them anything to work with, and two years later they're going to draft another quarterback because they think they, you know, they drafted a butt.
5: Well, New England is a mess. I mean, you know, Belichick's gone, and Mac Jones felt so bad for him. I mean. Was it last year you had a defensive coordinator turn, office coordinator calling plays? I mean, you know, that, that team just really was just messed up. And you're right, New England haven't had dudes. I mean, they don't have Tom Brady there anymore to where you can put just average Joe out there at wide receiver and he make them better than what they are. You don't have that guy. So you got to have playmakers on the outside. New England haven't had that in a while. Um, so a team like that, who knows? You know, Jared Mayo, former player, played at Tennessee, I believe. Uh, now the new head coach, you know, he'll he'll find an offensive uh, uh, innovator as a play caller get some dudes in, and I think there will be a much more uh, uh, complete team, I should say, uh, coming up this year. Mike, thank you so much, man. Good to Thanks hear from y'all. you brother. There it is. That's Mike from Opalike. Appreciate that. Here from him. We got Run. Run, you're up next year on the Miller's Edge. Go ahead. Nice. how are
9: y'all? Doing good. well. How
5: are you doing? Good. Good.
9: Good to talk to you. Uh, you too. You as well. Before I get to my reason for my call which was to talk about the schedule and the record for next year. Christian, uh loved you when you was playing, buddy, and, and love y'all shows. You need to give your old man a little uh little leeway there. I just the afternoon you was getting on him pretty bad when he was trying to talk about recruits and development. and I thought he was making a good point <laughs> <laughs> him a little yes, I mean, well, no, I, yeah, I don't, I don't appreciate first, it, first,
2: yeah, first, foremost, I appreciate it, Ron. second. No, I, I wasn't giving him a hard time. He was what I was trying to make sure that he was understanding what people were saying about the comparison to Julio. Uh, Cause yeah. I, I think initially he was thinking more so people were saying like them as a, like the type of player, but I was just making sure he understood that a lot of people were just kind of making the comparison of the impact of signing uh, a player of that caliber that's all that was and, and trust me he's got thick skin he can take it just like you heard today he's been he's been uh being a little bit of a tool uh on the show so we go back and forth but don't worry ron he he, he can take it and, and the last thing the last thing i'll say is i also have to to kind of tread lightly because sometimes people take what he says as my own words too so i i have to monitor that as well i don't ever want to be in Greg McElroy's shoes in terms of the fan base <laughs> turning on me over stuff that that's I right, didn't say, so that's all that's that is.
9: Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And and he's probably if you get if you get on him too bad he's he's probably still uh, got enough on you. He can, he might
2: still. I was about to say, base. have you seen this dude? He is fine. Don't don't <laughs> let him, look. He is, I, he know he's scared. Him. He, oh, know, oh, oh, I didn't say
4: know
5: I, was I ain't scared. scared
2: no, now. No. You know, I put these. I still put these deuces on. He ain't no lead. Just me. He might be getting a little bit older, but he still got his size to him. So he, he's tough. He'd be good.
5: I'm back in the gym <laughs> after my. I'm back in the gym running after my stroke now. So I've been. Uh-huh. I've been three right. days this week, man. I'm, I'm, I'm. I lost. I'm. I'm gonna say probably 25 pounds. My goal is to lose 70 pounds. I hear you. I, yeah.
9: I, I'm
5: on it. I'm hey, on it wait, again, buddy. Yes, sir. Yeah.
9: Praise God. Well, listen. You talk. You you threw the question out there about next year and the schedule Man. and all that, and uh, I don't know. I it sounds like the. Of uh, we lost some 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 really really good dudes, uh, which I hated. But you know, if they if they want to go, then
2: I show them the door. I
9: like to have people that that I like to have loyal Alabama people playing, and not just playing for money. Right. So that's fine. Uh, but I, I I think he's probably going to get, he's bringing in enough talent and got enough there in the wings. He ought to be able to do a, at least a nine and three or better. I think a nine or a 10 win season, I think would be a, be a reasonable expectation. I think most people would mm-hmm. be happy with it and it'd probably get us in the playoff and then you never know what happens.
2: Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I lean, uh, towards your side of things, Ron. I, I think, uh, if you could, nine, nine and three, 10 and two is, uh, in my opinion, completely doable, right? I, I just yeah, go and right. I look at the schedule, and, and to my dad's points, you do have those tough road games. Now, if we were to flip this schedule with last year's schedule, I'd feel a lot more confident throwing down that 10 and two prediction. It's just when you oh, look yeah. at it and you got Georgia coming here, and it's that's a revenge game for them. That, you, you know that's tough. Then the week before that, you got to go play Wisconsin on the road. Not saying Wisconsin's the greatest team, but. You're going on the road and playing against a a solid program early on in the season. Again, keyword, early on. That's only week three. Now, we saw the growing pains that this team went through this past season, you know, with the changes and whatnot. Again, Jalen Milroy's got a lot more experience now, but still, you got a whole new coaching staff. Things are a lot different. You lost a lot of guys, and you have a lot of youth. That's what I'm looking at. you got a lot of youth in terms of secondary cornerback positions, right? Guys are going to go through growing pains. That's inevitable. That's right. So you just got to be realistically thinking there. Um, But then again, going on the road at Tennessee, at LSU, those are two of the loudest environments I've ever played at in my five years here. Then again, going on the road to face Oklahoma a couple weeks after LSU. So definitely they got their work cut out for them. But I I believe that we still have a lot of good talent, even though we lost some key pieces and some very talented guys. I think you've got plenty of guys uh, to play with. Um, It's just a matter of getting these guys bought in, getting them up to speed with this new system and seeing how quickly we can go through some of those growing pains early on. If we can do that and kind of find our rhythms, you know, soon in the season, I think that we have a chance of definitely kind of being around that 10 and two, nine and three mark. And I think that's a realistic expectation. Obviously, heck, things could go perfect. You know, things could go a little worse. Who knows? But again, I think there's just a lot of things that we just have to see play out. And I think we'll have some more answers as time progresses, you know, even after spring, I think we'll have a little bit more of an idea. We, as we go into training camp, you know, that portal is going to open up after spring and we'll have some more ideas on kind of who this staff might want to bring in. They might look to fill some more holes. And um, I think as we, you know, inch closer to the season, we'll kind of have a lot more answers question, but I'm excited, Ron, I'll be honest with you, even just starting with spring ball, I can't wait to kind of see how things start to take shape and how things look. Uh, Cause there's a lot of, a lot of fresh energy right now with this program.
9: Yeah. And I, I'm I don't I'm far from a, an expert on the coaches and assistant coaches that's that's out there in the in the football world. But I'm from what I know and hear, I'm encouraged with the with a staff he's he's put together and putting together. Sound like it should be a good
2: one. Yeah, no, I, I, think, yeah. I think I think
5: officers are good for sure. I well, my my only question, Ron, is the defense. I'm just you know yeah. I'm still not sold there just yet. I gotta I gotta see. I mean, you can't. Take away what Washington and their offense has done on Michael Penix Jr. and especially last year, the last couple of years, and and I know his prowess, of, you know, at the other schools. But I, you know, defensively, uh, we got to wait and see. And we've lost a lot of major pieces there, so uh, that has to be fixed, right? And so, you know, in this this league, the SEC, and how important it is to win in the trenches and stopping the run, you know, can they put something together to be that that defense again? it's kind of my only question.
9: And uh Christian min- mentioned the spring, uh spring practice.
4: and
9: uh, this is probably been mentioned, and it probably will a lot more, I'm sure. But, yeah, I think it'd be good if we could do our new coach like we did Saban when he came in. Everybody could really turn out especially for his first spring game and show, show yeah, support and enthusiasm for him. I think that'd go a long ways, too. Go a I long agree. way. And
5: bring some extra money, too. It's going to be like, I'm going to be there leading the – uh collection, you know, I'm gonna be the deacon at the church at A Day with a basket, but I'm gonna have some buckets out. <laughs> like, donate some money to, to Yay, Alabama because we need to get some more players. So I'm gonna be the deacon of A Day, uh, when it comes to oh. collecting money. So come on out. Give me ninety five hundred thousand at A Day and we probably could raise about a half a billion dollars. We might get a spot two or three good players. That
4: right.
9: <laughs> sounds good, right? that sounds good. All right Ron right, right.
5: right. Thank you so much. Buddy. Else. Thank good you. Time, God bless you. Appreciate it. Let's run. That run goes. Appreciate the phone call. Quick timeout. We'll finish up this hour after the timeout. We'll be back in a moment.
10: Coming up, Coming up on the game with Ryan Fowler.
8: Coming up on the Friday edition of the game, we'll do Free For All Friday, sponsored by Brian Harden Construction, a great guest lineup. We're going to take your phone calls as we continue to explore more about the Kalen DeBoer era in Tuscaloosa. We'll do that starting at 2 p.m. here on the game on side 100.9, 1230 WTBC, your home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. The
10: longest running sports program in Tuscaloosa. The game with Ryan Fowler weekdays from two to six p.m. on Tide one hundred point nine and streaming on the Tide one hundred point nine app. Hi. Weekday mornings at six a.m. The Martin Houston Show.
7: Join the Martin Houston Show powered by Max Sports on a Monday edition of the program. We'll add Kennington Smith the third of the Athletic to the conversation. We'll review Bama's big weekend versus LSU. Did they keep it rolling? Against another set of Tigers. We'll talk about that. And of course, at the top of the menu will be Kalen DeBoer's uh, weekend and what happened with the Crimson Tide football program. We we'll have those conversations and more. And the phone line's always open at 205 342 9904, the Alabama One Hotline. We'll talk to you on Monday. Roll Tide.
10: Catch the Martin Houston show from six to seven weekday mornings
1: on Tide 100.9. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The sky will stay mostly cloudy this afternoon and tonight with occasional showers. The high today, 68. The low tonight, 58. Tomorrow, another wet day. Cloudy showers are likely. Maybe a strong thunderstorm passing through during the day. The high, 69. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 66 degrees in Tuscaloosa.
0: This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9.
5: I like it. Yeah. yeah. Now to, to all the ladies in the place with styling crazy. Allow me to lace these typical dishes in your push. Oh uh, yeah, welcome back. You're on a Friday. Back to the middle's edge. 25342-9904. A little uh Biggie smiles there for those that don't know. That's biggest That's one of my favorite um, not Taylor Swift. Don't call me a swifty, but call me big. <laughs> a B. big. All right. All hey, right, listen. Do you, well, you see the are sleeping
2: on, Governor? Go you, no, I was going to say, did you see the comments of, kind of responding to your uh, question about the record? I see a lot of 10 yeah, and yeah, 2s, I'm, 9 I'm, and 3s, yeah. 10 well, and 2, 11 man. and 1, 9 and 3, 11
5: and 1. That's, I'm a 9 and
2: 3 guy, I'm 8.5. No, no, that's not worry. You're nobody. I said
5: my over and under oh, is eight and a half. I'm taking an over. Nine and three is where I think they'll land. I said somewhere between 11 and 15 as far as the rankings on that cusp of making the playoffs. That's, that's kind of what Ryan was just saying, too. I can't give them 10 and 2. I mean, I got the schedule pulled up. We're going to hit that next hour. Just hold on to that thought. But once want you to think about this. You know, somebody down the street is doing some good thing, but ain't nobody talking about this, though. We need to talk about it. Lane Kiffin pulled out the biggest signing of the transfer portal, right? Yesterday, Ole Miss announced that they got commitments from offensive line Julius Bulo and Nate Kalipo, both offensive linemen, starters, from that Joe Moore award-winning offensive line. We got the center, but Kiffin
2: got two dudes. One of them was a was guard. It, I'm not sure about it. Let me, let me look at the other guy. We probably could. They got two if,
5: starters off the Joe Moore Award winning offensive line.
2: If if one was a tackle, I, I would say we missed out. The the guard, I mean, I'd take Jaden Roberts and uh, Tyler Booker over. I know they're on the Joe Moore Award winning, but I, I like Jaden Roberts and Tyler Booker and their physicality. Now, there is one thing that I'm curious about, and I meant to bring this up earlier in the week. I am interested in seeing how Jaden Roberts and Tyler Booker, you know, perform in this new scheme. The reason I say that is... If you watch Washington, I talked about when we got Parker Brailsford, so much movement that is required, right? You I mean, they, they constantly are pulling centers, guards, tackles, right? And it's not just in, in run plays. I mean, they like to pull for pass pro. So you got to be very mobile in this scheme. And I'm not saying those guys aren't, but I know I would probably classify, classify them more as maulers, more power running type scheme linemen, in my opinion. At least, you know, Tyler Booker, definitely, you know, he's definitely a big big body. You know I mean? Tyler Booker's like, what, almost 350, I think? Uh, Jaden Roberts seems a little bit more kind of build-wise, but I also know when I was talking to some folks, they actually said that. Like, one of the reasons, you know, he was not necessarily playing as early, but I think they were saying that he kind of struggled to move as well. I mean, he's definitely really strong. But that being said, I will be curious to see how our guys kind of adapt to that because you and I both know, I mean, a guy could be elite in one scheme, because he does something so well, but then you put him in another scheme, you're asking him to do things he's not necessarily the most comfortable doing, and sometimes you see them take a step back. I don't think that's going to be the case, but I am curious to see how uh, their game translates to this scheme. But knowing these coaches, I'm sure they also will adapt uh, with their personnel, like we've heard them say. But that's just something. Well, I important.
5: think it's going to okay. be more, I mean, because I'm really, one of the things I'm holding and I'm keeping a receipt for Kalem DeBoer is the fact when he said that he is not about, you know, uh, imposing his scheme so much on on the offense, he's about building around the talent level in which what he has. So when you look at who Alabama is right now, right, and what they have, especially coming back, they are a you know I think the running game is a heavy deal. They're not going to be the Washington what we saw in in the college football playoffs. They're not built that way. I mean, Jalen Milroe is not built that way.
2: I was going to so ask you to, about that. I was going to ask you yeah, how you see him fitting in this scheme because... No, 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 no. I don't see him fitting in the scheme. And we're going to talk about this.
5: We're going to hit the top of our break. But Miro don't fit into Kaelin LeBoer's scheme, right? So we'll talk about that, and I'll tell you why he doesn't fit to the scheme and what needs to happen. I'll give you my opinion on that and get Christians as well. we got to hit the top of our break. Plus, what is your number? Mine is nine. Regular season, nine and three. I think they lose three games and I think they will be one of the last 10, 11, 12 when it comes to playoffs. They'll fit somewhere in there, in my opinion. What is yours? I hear from you on that. We'll talk about the scheme. Does Jalen Miro fit? What's your thoughts on that? Take your phone calls and all of that good stuff. We got one more hour to go. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this ride here on a Friday as we listen to the radio by Noah. Back in a moment.
11: I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me. Sponsored by the Alabama Army
1: National Guard. Aired by the Alabama Broadcasters Association and this station.
10: WTBC Tuscaloosa and W265CG Tuscaloosa. A Town Square
1: media station. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los
4: Angeles
3: here's nick cope
4: in
8: the nfl the ravens are activating all pro tight end mark andrews off injured reserve and he is set to play in the afc championship game former chargers coach brandon staley is interviewing for the packers and dolphins defensive coordinator jobs and espn reports staley has drawn interest from the rams for their opening as well in the nba reports say former grizzlies and kings head coach dave yeager is joining doc rivers coaching staff in milwaukee Men's final at the Australian Open is set. It'll be Yannick Sinner against Daniil Medvedev. Sinner upset world number one in defending champ Novak Djokovic in the semifinals. It was Djokovic's first loss at the Aussie Open since 2018. He called it one of the worst Grand Slam matches he's ever played. And in the Premier League, Liverpool manager Jurgen Klopp announced he will leave the club after the season. Klopp saying that he is running out of energy for the job.
0: This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. I was going to tackle Mount
8: Poulon.
11: Where did you come from, baby? And ooh, will to change your bed. Right away.
5: Perfect time. It is a perfect time. What about those sounds from Michael Jackson, the best artist
2: to ever live, right there? Michael
10: well, Michael except for Taylor Swift. Jackson.
5: <laughs> Come on, Sw- the
2: Swifties will uh, respectfully disagree with you on that one.
5: Nah, Michael Jackson. Y'all ever? Y'all was so young though, but. Michael Jackson
2: was there. I like Michael Jackson. I probably did get to really enjoy, you know. Oh, come on, girl. Oh, whoa, okay. I probably didn't get to enjoy it, you know, to the extent you did, you know, you were there for his prime, right? But
5: let's go, girls. <laughs> Yo. Uh, um, Michael was a bad boy. Quick though, shout out, not so much, but give flowers and acknowledgement to former Alabama coach, Paul Bear Bryant. Forty-one years ago, he passed away. Now, Forty-one years—that seems like not that long ago, but been a minute. Three hundred twenty-three wins, eighty-five losses. Uh, he was two thirty-two, forty-six, and nine in Alabama. He had six national titles. Uh, so Fourteen SEC titles, twenty-nine bowl appearances, three-time coach of the year for the Bear. How about this record? Seventy-two and two at B.D.S. Bryant Stadium. So. Uh, we uh, lift up uh, that name. Uh, I don't remember him like that, but I know all about him because we heard and read everything about those accomplishments. Um, but um, what a coach, Paul Bear Bryant. Forty-one years ago, he left us here. All right, two five 25342-9904. nine zero four. Two, 90, all right, here we go. Bama football. What's your idea of what the record's going to be? I got over under eight and a half. I'm saying nine and three. Uh, and it depends on what happens, I think it's gonna be a tra- I think it's gonna be a traffic jam at nine and three. So I think it's gonna be like who'd you lose to, strict the schedule, that type of thing. You know, we'll be arguing who should be.
2: Who should be in the playoffs? I'm assuming you meant I think you might have cut off for a second. Kinda of things probably will get muddy. Um
5: College football players, I hit
2: the meet button. There you go. So
5: ten, eleven and twelve, who's going to be? Those teams. I mean, you know how we argue about the, the four and how everybody went crazy about Florida State not making it, and blah, blah, blah. Florida State fans, you have politicians. Uh, you know, I mean, it was crazy, right? Well, I think we're going to have that same argument. I think Alabama is going to be in the part of that argument again, but this time, are they 10, or are they 12? You know, that type of thing. So I think we'll see. Uh, what they're going to be. Love to get your thoughts on that. Don't forget to download the tie 100.9 free app on your smartphone or on your computer. Love to hear from you there. Now, we're talking about Kellen Nabor uh, and Grubb. Offense at Washington, dynamic the last couple of years, very, very good last year. How does this affect Jayla Milrow? It's going to not affect Jayla Milrow because this is what the coach said. He said, basically, I don't believe in telling players what I've been saying ever since I've been on the air and and basically all my life knowing football. The dumbest coach or dumbest coaches in the world tries to tell players what they have to do to run their system. But the smartest coaches think and say, you know what? This player cannot do X, Y, and Z. Therefore, I need to input something that that player can do, meaning... I need to drum up some things that he can do and take advantage of his skill set. So to ask Jalen Miro to try to be Michael Penix Jr., right, would be the dumbest thing that you ever could do. It would not be smart at all. And, and one thing I love what Kalen DeBoer said, he is not that type of guy. He's going to build around the talent. Now, will that offense have some aspects of what they did in Washington? Maybe. But to me, is what we talked about all year long, and how I was on Tommy Reese's honey, the, the most of the year by not uh, or not being willing to change, right? Not being willing to put together something that you know this dude can do. I ain't gonna sit here and say, hey, you know, like some people, you know, from the neck up, he's not a blunt, This guy can do it, but no, no, no. You look at your quarterback room, and you say, you know what? this is the best dude like Nick Saban said the cake came out the oven and that was the best dude that and that gave us the best chance to win the football game, Dale Now the coordinator should have said okay well this is what he does great then this is what I need to call this is what we need to run this is what and I put together plays based on that and that's the one thing I'm really looking for because if Kalen the boy is smart he looks at this freaking Ferrari of a quarterback that runs a 4-3 and two thirty that can throw the deep ball, one of the best deep ball throws in the country, right? Now you hope you have a better offensive line that gives him better protection. Let's remember, guys, that Alabama offensive line was putrid last year. Let's be honest. They weren't good. They won, what, 139 in in pass protection rate? Last year, 40, mid, upper 40s in sacks. Alabama, you kidding me? So... Can they be better offensively? We ain't talked about it, but who's the offensive line coach and what he's about? Let's look at his resume. Let's look at his history and see what these dudes are going to be all about. Because that's the one area. We can sit and say this, this, and this is good. But the offensive line, two of them, I, I, I love Booker and I love Roberts, and, but they were part of a, a bad offensive line. They were part of an offensive line that won, was 139 in the country. So whose fault is that? Is that is, is that Eric Wolfer's fault that's gone now? Was it the players? You talked about the size of the players. And what watching what we saw of them, they like to move their guys around. They like to pull their guys.
2: Oh, yeah, they're going to have to lose some weight this offseason. Right. They're going to right. to get it. Right. So in that's,
5: that's on uh, Baloo, the strength coach, of getting them down and getting them more athletic, more agile, more better in space, right? Because yep. that's what they're going to need to be. So that being said, Christian, my whole thing is this, man. If Kalen DeBoer is not willing to change and he's tried to make Jalen Mirro be Michael Pennington Jr., we got a problem. And I know a lot of people are sitting there going, well, shoot, man, he's got Austin Mack, he's got, uh, you know, Ty Simpson, he's got all these guys are sitting there waiting. Well, they can be that guy. But right now, they had not proven that they're the best quarterback in the room. Right. The best quarterback in the room is Jalen Miro who has won the top three or four odds in the country to win the Heisman Trophy. So... The smart coach said, hey, I got this guy for a year, okay? This may not be what I want to do offensively. This may not be my whole thing, but smart coaches say, this is what I got. And I know this dude can sling it 70 yards, and he puts it on the money. I know this dude can run RPO game. I know I got some good tight ends. I got some good slot receivers that can work in the middle of the field. So I'm going to implement a system that's RPO-related, play action pass related, deep ball related, and you know what those short passing game's gonna be? Half rolls, right? Getting him out on the perimeter, bootlegs, booting out, looking for crossing routes, short, shallow crossing, deep crossing, dig routes, which means deep deep and in, dig route. I'm allowing him to throw those games. I'm not gonna sit back there and say, Jalen, listen here, son. How do you take the direct snap? And I need you to scan so much, okay? Go to one, two, three, okay, four. My fifth check down, pull. here you go, Jan Miller. I'm not going to ask you to do that because I'm going to take advantage of what you do well. Now, if you want a chance in the NFL, maybe you got to learn something to do that. Lamar Jackson does it a lot better than he used to. Look at him today. We're going to get a second MVP. So that's what I'm looking for this spring. Now, how does that bowl for those other quarterbacks? Well, Ty Simpson can run, by the way. You remember a couple quarterback touchdown runs he had? He got some wheels on
2: him. The one he dropped the ball on the one-yard line, man. That was a great play. I hated that (laughs) for him, man. Definitely a learning lesson, though.
5: So that's that's all I got on that. But I'm just saying, Taylor Miro's not going to have to learn the system in which we've seen at Washington. I don't think it's going to – if it looks like that, then I'm gonna change my eight to my nine to seven. Uh, if they ask Jalen Miller to beat Michael Penix Jr., then I'm taking my nine and three. I'm going seven and five because that will not be the smartest
2: move. Because well, they, they to Tommy see. Reese asked them to do that a lot, and they made it to the playoffs. So I, I think that's a little bit of a stretch. But yeah,
5: but we got more, a difficult, more difficult schedule.
2: That's fair. But uh, what I'll say is though, I do think that Jalen's definitely going to progress more. As a player, you know, as a quarterback this offseason, I still don't think it'd be smart, like you're saying, to necessarily make him do the same things they expected out of Penix at Washington, if that's still not where he's at with his development. Uh, but knowing the staff, they seem to to do well when it comes to developing guys and, and getting them to uh, play to their strengths, and that's what Coach DeBoer talked about. So I, I think that's what we'll see. However, I think the thing with Jalen Milrow is not necessarily his throwing ability. I, I see some people that don't think he's talented enough as a passer. No, he can pass the football uh, very well, and he can hit those throws. I think the biggest key for him, and I talked about this, and, and, and again, I think it, you know, I think it's what stands out the most is he's got to develop his ability to scan the field and go through his reads quicker not hold the ball so long and trust what the defense is giving him that's the biggest thing it's not anything about it's not nobody saying that he can't do it nobody saying it has anything to do with his intelligence it's just a matter of as a quarterback we all know you've got to be able to see what the defense is giving you you got to go through your reads you got to scan things and you got to you got to be quick with it cuz what happens if you're not you end up holding the ball and i think that's what led to some of those sacks now obviously the offensive line in my opinion, was majority of the issue. But some of those sacks, and you even agreed, was from holding the football too long. And then there was other times where he did kind of miss some of those guys that they probably would be open. I just don't I don't know if the pressure was kind of there, but that to me is the biggest area of improvement for him. And I think they'll work with him on that. But nonetheless, I do think they'll find a way to get the most out of him. And I'm I'm expecting um, some big things from this upcoming season because again we 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 thought he would do well this season he ended up doing uh, doing well probably overachieved in a lot of people's opinions but I'll say this though if you watch Washington's offense yeah they do a lot of the drop back pass and, and stuff like that but they also they, they utilize screens a lot to set things up right they like hitting you know their tight ends uh, in the middle of the field and, and different things they they have crossing routes they they, they it's not just like drop back, you know what I'm saying, five-step drops. It's They do a lot of different things, right? And so I, I think we'll see a lot of those things, and I think that will help Jalen Milro out um, as he continues to progress. So I, I think it actually will work out well. But I was curious on your thoughts on that because um, I do know that technically him and Penix are different types of players, and that was kind of a question that a lot of people had. How does he fit into this? And I think we both kind of answered that in terms of we expect them to kind of shift things a little bit, tweak it, to him, but also I think they'll actually help him out a lot. I think him having a, a, a coach like you know Coach Grubb to, to really help him develop will be great for him, and I think we'll see him elevate his game this upcoming season.
5: Well, the best thing, the best thing that uh, Caleb DeVore has done is got the center. We all agree to that because that was a mess. That was a hot mess, especially in the uh, Rose Bowl. But listen, I think I think they're gonna adjust his offense more than just a little bit. I mean, cause Michael Penix could run the ball. And they ran Michael Penix. Some we saw that some gets missed. But boy, you got something now that can be a big time threat. I mean, Tommy Reese last year, Taylor Miro wasn't a threat running the football because he was still very lazy in calling RPO game. Right? That's got a big package. Has a big, big package for for Alabama. The running game has to be better. A better running game. That's a little bit more innovative, not just turn around and hand the ball off to Jam Miller to Justin Justin Haynes. Justin Haynes, you know, it's got to get better. You got to run more traps. You talk about those offensive linemen losing weight, lose the weight so they can run more counter plays. Being I mean, pulling guards, pulling tackles, pulling the tight end and the guard around. O.F. plays, you know, attacking that C-gap, um, giving those guys an opportunity to get Get um, to the second level of the run defense. So we got more. We're gonna get some uh, meathead football for you this hour, even the more. Uh, but we're gonna come back. We got out messages from KJ and KJ's on the line now. So we got him, Ellis, and uh, more from Mike. We got a lot to get to on the program. Plus a lot of you on our YouTube channel as well. A lot of good comments from you as well. Keep them coming. This is the Tide 100.9 12:30 AM WTBC with the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Have a Friday, everybody. Keep it locked. We'll be back in a moment.
7: This Sunday, Westwood One brings you Championship Sunday. First, it's the AFC title game. Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs face Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. Then, the Detroit Lions aim for their first ever Super Bowl appearance when they take on the San Francisco 49ers. Doubleheader coverage begins at 2 p.m. Eastern time. If it's the NFL playoffs... It's right here.
8: 365, 24 7. You'll find road and utility crews, tow trucks, law enforcement, and first responders working along Alabama's roadway. We're
9: making improvements and helping our communities stay connected. We're working hard to make sure you're safe on the road. Now we need your help to make sure we're safe too. Alabama's Move Over Law requires you to move over a lane when you see flashing lights on the roadside. And if you can't safely move over, please slow down.
5: Visit DriveSafeAlabama.org, brought to you by the Alabama Department of Transportation, Alabama Broadcasters Association, and this.
1: Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The sky will stay mostly cloudy this afternoon and tonight with occasional showers. The high today, 68. The low tonight, 58. Tomorrow, another wet day. Cloudy showers are likely. Maybe a strong thunderstorm passing through during the day. The high, 69. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 66 degrees in Tuscaloosa.
0: This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9.
5: on the dial here on a Friday. Corey Miller, Christian Miller, Noah Haynes behind the glass, bringing those beats to you, reading those app messages, doing his thing, the best reader in all of West Alabama. But, you know, scratch that. He's the best in the state of Alabama. That being said, let's take it to my man Noah, who uh, likes to go by Johnson today. He said uh, he's going to you gonna rep the last name Johnson, so you see him on the strip tonight down there. At, uh, what's what's a couple of spots on the strip?
2: called? Uh, I'm not giving. We are. We, why are we plugging the strip, man? <laughs> no like No. Johnson likes to go to the strip. No, nah, I will just say it's the places on the strip. Uh, some of those right, places, well, man. Yeah. I'm just saying you know, some, I mean, some of those, some of those five, places we're aren't, we're aren't cool. we will
5: go to number five. I'm just night, I'm just saying some of those places aren't
2: Johnson. some of those places aren't very cool, man. So I don't want to. Give them promotion. Hey, they got some, some, oh, some, to. Listen up, dude.
5: Take that call and put your white, wife uh, be thing on. All right. <laughs> well, give us an app message, sir, please. Uh,
10: yeah, we've got one from KJ, but he's on the line now. So I'll wait to let him say his thoughts, but we got another short one from Mike. He says, in my opinion, Jalen aspires to be a great passer. I bet he's
2: excited to fit in the game offense. This upcoming year. So is Mike talking. To well, him? I mean, I
5: think Jalen is a good passer. I really do. I think, you know, we'll co- play the quarterback position. guy. I mean, Listen, I mean, for years, we've, uh, you know, especially in the last couple of decades, we got so used to Peyton Manning and Drew Brees and, you know, all those guys that are the typical prototype, you know, pocket passer, right? Guys that smart and check with me package. When I say check with me package, I mean, a quarterback like Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, those guys, they had the ability to change the plays at the line of scrimmage. So they could say check with me, basically. So they pay them a call, they get to the line of scrimmage. We, we're in a particular defense. So they check the play call to something else. That's what that is. Uh, they have the ability to run different plays. You don't see a whole lot of that anymore. Now the game is predicated on mobility. The game is predicated on quarterbacks being able to uh, extend plays, right? Uh, being able to run around by time, you know, beat Patrick Mahomes and all these crazy throws. So that's the game in which they play now. And, you know, not so much, hey, you got to change the play. Uh, so, But I do think I do think uh, Jalen Milrow can be a really good passer, but I think his skill set is based on getting him outside the pocket a lot, right? Giving him some options. Because there are plays you see him where he did scan the field. And he did, you know, against Georgia, the check down to Jam Miller, I think it was. You know, very, very nice play, right? Um, he'd done those things several times I saw film him where he did scan. He went from one to two. The progression was there. Uh, and went to the the open guy. So he can do it, but that's not his strength. His strength is, to me, off of the RPO game. You know, you look at Talia Tagovailoa, who played at Maryland under uh, Mike Lofton. You know, Mike Lofton was here at Alabama with Tua Tagovailoa. Tua was an RPO kind of type quarterback. A lot of boom, play action, you know, zipping the ball to Devontae Smith. Think about all the slants that Tua threw. That, That was all based off RPO action. Right? So, uh, so he can do that, Mike. I, I think he can be a better passer. So one of the things that I will say that I think Grubb and I think the board will help Jalen Milrow with is, his, is, is just the, the footwork. I think he needs better footwork, right? Because you look at his footwork as a quarterback, it's pretty sloppy. And you see that from the more athletic quarterback that sometimes, you know, they, they believe in their legs when things break down. Uh, and therefore sometimes they get themselves in trouble with their footwork. So I think you can help him there. You might can help him with his throwing angles and things like that. So I'm sure they working on all that stuff, the fundamentals of the game. But um but when you talk about as far as the strength, man, you gotta you gotta do those things that that what he does very well. But yeah, still work on other things. Appreciate the message again that tie one hundred point nine, you can ask questions right there absolutely. Let's go to the phone lines to five three four two Ellis, you up first on this segment. Welcome in, sir.
2: Roll Tide, gentlemen. Roll Tide. Ellis. What's going on? Tide. roll. 10 and 2. I like it.
5: Oh, 10 and 2. I like it, too. Who are two yep. losses coming to, in your opinion, right now? Mm,
3: but I don't know. I've been debating on that. <laughs>
5: At Wisconsin, at Oklahoma, at LSU, at Tennessee, which one of those role games you think they might slip up on? Oklahoma. So Oklahoma, then I, I would assume Georgia at home might be a loss for them.
3: Could be, yeah, that season. one. Yeah, because of, uh, you know, that's that's a tough that's a tough uh, team right there. I have They're to give loaded. them credit. They got they got a good coach
5: back, coming back. They don't have the tight end. He 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 went to the pros, but at the same time, they got those two younger tight ends that I think are especially really good. Same kind of player.
3: But I can tell you one thing. It ain't going to be the booger. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: let's hope not. Let's, uh, let's ask that, though. Let's ask that. Though. I'm curious, though, because I, I don't think that is the case. But, but say for whatever reason, the booger eaters get the best of Coach DeBoer in his first season. How do you think? How do you think people gonna to respond to that? I mean, I already know the answer. Mm. Right, that's <laughs> oh, they're Ooh.
3: not gonna like it at all. No, you know, but it's his he first
4: season.
2: You know, it, no, no, it definitely is his first season. I understand, but I still think, I still think that that's one that you can't afford to, even though it's his first season. I'm just knowing how much that game means man, and playing in it. Yes, they yes. Have a
5: quarterback. I, I, I
3: agree. Uh, there'd be a lot of unhappy Alabama fans. A lot of locals wouldn't like it at all.
2: Oh, and for uh, there's people I mean, I mean asking who are the they... who are the booger eaters? That that's uh, Auburn <laughs> for anybody wondering. That's what uh, Ellis booger you baby. That's booger you. That's Ellis's name for Auburn.
3: <laughs> oh yeah, that's we call that's what we call them on Ryan. Ellis's name is it's just like a
2: lot uh, of, oh, of Well, that's okay. Well, I've never heard of that until Ellis, so that's where I got it from.
3: I mean, yeah, that's what I'll tell you we call this, man, man,
5: The Boogie's coach, his days might be numbered. I, I mean, I don't yeah. know how good Auburn could be this year. I, I mean, he Freeze, who, when he's at Old Mess, of course, had Alabama's number. I think they beat him tw- he beat him twice, beat Nick twice. Um, went to Liberty, and boy, he was very stellar. That program's still very stellar. Jamie Chadwell, who came over from Coastal Carolina, took over. They were really good mm-hmm. this year. I mean, they lost a bowl game, but but had a phenomenal year. Um, but when you look at what's happening in Auburn, I mean, losing Cadillac, who was well-beloved and stepped in as an interim coach, you know, had the back of the players, and the players had his back, and other coaches left, and people started transferring out. Now Ryan Williams just stiff-armed them. I mean, so... If he goes 7 5, six, six, like he did this year, the next year, he, I mean, it may be after this year, he could be out of a job because you know, all I of them don't care. <laughs> they, they'll buy you out in a skinny minute.
3: Yeah, it'd just be so funny to see that happen, you know, because they just thought, you know, we finally got somebody and boom. But we got somebody. You know, I had an LSU fan on, I still call it Twitter, saying, you know, I you know, was talking about Brian Kelly. You know, people was about him. You think he could leave to go to Michigan? I go, I hope he does leave. We'll just tear y'all to pieces. And he <laughs> goes, well, why? Are you worried about the staff that you got coming to Alabama this year? And I go, uh, there's nothing wrong with the coaching staff we got.
2: No, no. Yeah. I, I think and I, I, I'll i go as far as saying, I think offensively, I, I would say it's probably an upgrade in terms of the staff. Uh, I really like the wide receiver coach. I think he's uh, he brings great energy. He does a really good job uh, with his group. And then you know Ryan Grubb, a guy that Coach Saban uh, was seeking to to come to Tuscaloosa and be offensive coordinator. You know Coach DeBoer, obviously a very uh, very bright offensive minded coach, uh, really good with the X's and O's. So offensively, man, yeah, I definitely think so. I mean defensively, I definitely think we have great staff. Still got Freddie Roach right, and the guys that they they've brought in, I think they're they're good football coaches. A little bit more on the the less proven just on this level uh, just yet, but that's fine. I think they're still going to be good coaches. We'll see kind of how they all come together. And you got to think offensively, they pretty much brought everybody. The only guy they retained was Robert Gillespie. Defensively, they they retained Freddie Roach. And they they got coaches from different places. So we'll kind of see how everybody kind of comes together uh, defensively. So that's why I think a lot of people are a little more certain on the offense side of things. Defense, we're still kind of just kind of waiting and seeing how it plays out. But that's going to be key, though, because we all know um, I, I get it, you know, nowadays with college football, it's all about scoring points, all that good stuff, but you still got to be able gotta to play defense. got to have a good
5: defense, though.
3: Got to yeah. have a good
2: defense, and I'll tell I you. i about
5: the defense. I've been on record, and, it, it. I, I'm worried.
2: And, and you know what? And one thing I will say, I, say, I wouldn't, personally, I would not say worry, but one thing that I'm looking to see kind of how it plays out, and I guess you could almost call it, I wouldn't say it's a concern, but you lose talented pass rushers, like, Dallas Turner and Chris Braswell. So, you've got some question marks around your pass rushers. I know we still got the interior guys, but I'll be honest. Tim Keenan, Tim, Tim was, uh, I mean, Tim and Tim Smith is, I mean, they're not necessarily elite pass rushers for defensive linemen. Let's just be honest. They're, they're good football players, but not elite pass rushers, right? Yeah. Secondary, you've got Malachi Moore, who's a veteran. And then you brought in Damani Jackson, the cornerback from Southern Cal. He's got experience. Other than that, I mean, Devontae Smith, he was he was slated to start, but he got injured. Good football player. Other than that, it looks like you're probably gonna be reliant on several freshmen at the cornerback positions, whether that's the corner, you know, Nickel. I mean, and there might be some other guys that step up. And you still could go to to the portal in the spring. But what I'm saying is we all know that pass rush and coverage go hand in hand. And the only mm-hmm. reason I would say it's a slight concern for me is because we've kind of got some unproven spots up front with our pass rush and then we also kind of have some unproven spots with our secondary that being said that equation kind of is a recipe for some concern maybe however i think once the season gets going and we we go through those growing pains things will be fine but that's something to, to pay attention to because again if you're not having you know great pass rush up front that means those, those secondary guys they've got to be able to cover for a long time if those guys aren't doing a great job covering for a long time, Then you need guys to get home up front. And if you got both of them that are still trying to figure things out, that is something to, to, to pay attention to. So that's, that's one thing I am looking at on the defense.
3: Yes, And you know, it's, it's like you said, it's unknown, you know, cause well, we got uh, getting somebody else in. He's not been like at a, a top tier team, teams like the SEC and other ones. So, We'll just have to see but, about the defense, but
5: well uh, it's going it needs it, it needs some it needs some juice. You know what I mean? It need right. it needs some oh, juice, that's, Ellison.
3: Yeah. That's what that's what I hope. I hope we get back into being uh real
5: aggressive defense like we used to be. Yeah, and, and listen, you know, I'm gonna talk more about this too after the break because this couple things that I'm hoping that Womack uh brings, you know, to the table with a four two five defense that I think can be better and what Nick Saban employed as his defense. I think it could bode well uh, for Alabama. And I think that's the style for one. Number two is the aggressiveness, right? That we don't have yeah. them dudes anymore. We don't have them four dudes. We don't have them four horses up front that you can just sit there and go, hey, we can sit back and drop seven, play two shell, cover two, you know, make you dump the ball off to the check down. We come and blow them up with our coverage and then playing to curl flat, right? We don't have that kind of pe we don't have that makeup right now. So Mm-mm. I think I think they can change some things, be more aggressive, get get out the zone so much. If you can't get there with four, guess what you gotta do? You gotta, you gotta bring, bring pressure. pressure. You got to be able to bring pressure. pressure and you you can't leave them freshmen back there just being naked back there going up against receivers. You do that, that's not gonna be good.
2: Right. Well that's hope.
5: that's what
3: I hope we get back to. Uh, well, so, you know, but, uh, man, you're
5: I, gonna go down there and coach him up. You're gonna be my co-defensive
3: coordinator. Yeah, yeah. yeah I we got to stop by Alumni it. Hall first, though,
5: when <laughs> yeah, I come yeah. down. I stop by Alumni Hall, get our there get you our hoodies. We're gonna be in our Bill Belichick hoodies. We're gonna coach like Belichick. Cut off hoodies. You know what I mean? That's what we're gonna wear. So we're gonna be ready together. Yeah, I was thinking, yeah. Uh,
3: that's where you need to go.
2: That's right. American. As always, Alumni Hall. Ellis, we appreciate you, man. Have a great weekend. Roll Tide, man, as always. Yes, sir. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Roll
5: Roll. That's my man, Ellis, right there. Good stuff as usual. Quick timeout. I'll tell you more what I feel about this defense. Okay. I'm half in. Y'all got to love this now. I want y'all to hit me up on Twitter. Hit me up on the, the YouTube gram and say, Pops is coming in. I'm halfway with um, – I'm in with the offense. I think the offense is going to be fine. I will say that. Defense, I think you might want to buckle your seatbelt. big I'm going to leave it right there, and I'll tell you why. Rather after this break, more phone calls. K.J. and others on the line. Stay right there. We're going to get you the next break. Promise you that. But back on the other side, we'll come back. I'll tell you what I think about the defense, and um, we'll have some fun with that. This is the middle day.
3: Here's Nick Cope.
8: In the NFL, the Ravens are activating all-pro tight end Mark Andrews off injured reserve, and he is set to play in the AFC Championship game. Former Chargers coach Brandon Staley is interviewing for the Packers and Dolphins defensive coordinator jobs, and ESPN reports Staley has drawn interest from the Rams for their opening as well. In the NBA, reports say former Grizzlies and Kingshead coach Dave Yeager is joining Doc Rivers' coaching staff in Milwaukee. Men's final at the Australian Open is set. It'll be Yannick Sinner against Daniil Medvedev, center upset world number one in defending champ Novak Djokovic in the semifinals. It was Djokovic's first loss at the Aussie Open since 2018. He called it one of the worst Grand Slam matches he's ever played. And in the Premier League, Liverpool manager Jurgen Klopp announced he will leave the club after the season. Klopp saying that he is running out of energy for the job.
0: This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9.
5: This That's, That's how we roll. Welcome back. Mills that Friday. Corey Miller, Christian Miller Noah Haynes or Johnson. We're here with you. Talking about the defense now. Gonna switch gears. I'm I'm in on the offense. I think the Boy is going to do the right thing. I don't think he's prideful like coaches can be at times. So um I think he will do the right things by Jalenro to implement a offensive system that's going to allow him to ball out. Now, on the other side, I don't know. I don't know enough about Womack. Don't tell me about Indiana. Don't tell me. I I I don't want to go there yet because it's not enough. So, to me, you got two group of five guys, another head coach from Buffalo. Uh, congratulations to my good friend Pete Limbo, by the way, from South Carolina getting that head job. And I know his record don't really matter either because he would maybe he's just not a good head coach, but when you talk about he's been around, been in the SEC, coaching secondary, maybe he fits in. Um But to me, you know, Freddie Roach is Freddie Roach, and Jamie uh, Mosley. We know more about them because they've been here, right? Uh, developing the defensive lineman, Christian talked about. We don't have dudes up there that can just go get it right now. Who's going to fill in the, the outside guy? That 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 to me is a big concern. That's a lot of. That is a lot of production on the outside. Oh, for Dallas sure. Dallas Turner and Chris Braswell. I mean, I don't think you guys realize how good and complete of a football player both those dudes were. Those are big losses.
2: And experienced. And, they're veterans. And
5: experienced. They're veterans. I mean, so who's going to step in and replace those guys is huge. I mean, that is absolutely huge. we got two veterans back at the inside linebacker position. But cornerbacks, I mean, you don't want to be playing with freshman. I mean, you don't. That's not good. So whether that dude, those dudes, they go with those guys, or whether they, you know, find some dudes in the portal in, in uh, April, we just have to wait and see. But I'm concerned. I don't know how Walmart's going to call games, how he's going to play. And we know four two five. We heard about the swarm, but swarm is not a defense. Swarm is just an attitude. You know, he was talking about running swarm, and it's say swarm like bees. Swarm to the football. I mean, everybody's running to get the ball, get the ball out. That's what that means. That's nothing that in particular defensive that they do. What we see is more zone, you know, we had a a guest on last week to talk about, he likes to run more zone stuff, Uh, believes in the front four, which I got a little bit concerned because right now we don't even know if we got front four that could get to quarterback like that. so that is my concern with the defense. I'm worried about Malachi Moore. I think we'll be fine at safety. Um, you know, a good thing, I think, that could happen is, is new, for one, and, and, and the, the difficulty of the defense. Many, you heard me say many times, I thought Nick Saban's defense was too complicated. I thought the guys thought too much. I thought they made too many mistakes and errors. They gave up too many big plays, touchdowns. Uh, fourth and two against Michigan could have won the game, played a the national championship, but they had a mistake. Caleb Downs made a huge mistake. They covered the flat. Uh, you know, those types of things that we've seen so many times out of this defense. It was, you know, that was a problem. So I think this new defense, you're not going to have those things. And I think it's going to be easier. I think the guys can, can learn better, play more freely, play more fast, play more furious. But, who are those guys going to be? I mean, because right now, if we sit here and go, okay, I like Malik more. I don't know enough about the Southern Cal transfer. So I'm worried about the cornerback position. Um, I like Tim Smith. I, I like the defensive tackles, Jameem, Otis. But those are not big dudes that just make a big place. I mean, they, they eat up holes. They do some things tackles supposed to do. Uh, but they're not pass rushers. They're not they're not tearing up the backfield. And they haven't replaced the two most productive players um uh, besides Terry on Arnold and Kool-Aid McKinsey on defense, right? And, and that's uh we talked about those, the edge guys, Dallas Turner, and Chris Braswell. So when you look at the defense, we yet yeah, we talk about Kalen DeBoy on offense, and I keep saying offense does not win championships. Kalen boys as good as that offense was, when they met Michigan, a team that's built more like an SEC team. They got blown out in the championship game, 34 to 13. So that's what I want to do. Uh, I don't want to talk about it a little bit. Excuse me. Uh, as no am tell me, I'm get some calls here. So when you look at those things, man, hey, it could be a problem. Let's take some phone calls. No one tell me I need to run my four or five on calls. So let's get the KJ who's been on hold. KJ, welcome into the program.
6: How y'all guys doing today, man? Good, man. Hey, How about right, you, brother?
5: I'm, I'm, I'm doing some, all
6: right. right can't, can't complain. Um, I, I wanted to take it back though with the uh, Mill Road thing, right? Um, if you're the the driver for the for the Millro bus, I'm definitely on the bus, man. Like, got to be passenger side or something. I'm definitely right there with you. <laughs> with the bus. You're
2: the you're the you're, uh, the, you're, wrong, you're, wrong. you're the person sitting in the in the passenger seat that used to make sure the kids were behaving.
6: You know what? I'm I'm the, I'm, the, I'm the ticket checker. I make sure everything is valid. <laughs> make sure that you, you got a real valid. But here's the thing: <laughs> it reminds me back when people think that it's all peaches and cream. it was all peaches and cream. When Hurst announced that he was um, transferring to Oklahoma, it was not the case. There was plenty of doubt. People thought that he would not be able to fit into Lee and Riley's offense. Uh, a lot of people were saying that how in the world would he be able to, you know, for Baker Mayfield. I, I think they even put up like percentages of Baker Mayfield's uh, completion, completion percentages. Um, uh, also with uh, you know, like Kyler Murray's and they were saying there's no way in the world Jalen Hurts can, you know, to do this. What are they gonna do? Hurts went there and proved everybody wrong. I think the and this is just me. I haven't even talked to any of my buddies or anything. I think the offense that we ran last year maybe was possibly even more difficult than Washington offense that Pennis ran in <clears throat> terms of NFL offense. I think that that's why Bryce Young was the first draft pick last year in the draft because they saw that he ran an NFL offense compared to what he made all the reads, he made all the checks. And I'm not saying Milro made all the reads with the checks because I know that helped with that. But what I'm saying is he ran an offense that wasn't an easy offense to run for him, right? Um, I got a stat that shows that just passes between like um, behind the line of scrimmage and short passes between nine, zero to nine yards. Penn had 153 more passes than Miro in that yard range. Right.
4: <laughs>
6: so that can show you how much they made sure that he they set the game up for him, right? They made they got him quick passes to get acclimated, one quick read, get the ball, throw the ball out your hand short, and then you go deep. Yep. And people always talk about, hey, that's all Miro is, is a deep ball pass. Do you guys realize that Pennix threw 50 more deep passes than Miro did? So it's not like this is gonna stop like the deep pass. This is something that this offensive coordinator does. They do. They get quick, easy short passes to get you acclimated to late the defense right up because they want to go downfield. Um, even with the short passes, the zero to nine yards, Miller had a higher completion percentage in that zero to nine yard range than Penix did.
4: Hmm.
6: So Ooh, I think good. if you can, like you said, like I'm with you, right? Because you kind of talked about it, Christian. If you can get his head placement right and get him to calm down and also to get him to play more free. Because yeah. you guys know, I think the reason a lot of the time why he held on the ball so much, because he was trying to protect the football. Right. He was not throwing, it wasn't no time and routes to get the ball out of your hands. A lot of sacks came because he wanted to triple make sure that you were wide open before I throw this football to you. Similar to what Jalen Hurts did, because I know if I mess up, I'm getting taken out of this ball game. Yep. So if they can have mm-hmm. him to play more free, more relaxed. And I think this offense can be, man, I, I, I'm really looking forward to seeing what can happen. I think this offense will work for him actually.
2: Yeah. Well, and I, I I like that comparison about when Jalen Hurts went to Oklahoma. Cause I mean, that that's a very similar situation in terms of a guy that was more known as a dual threat type guy. People question his ability to just, you know, really sit back and be a passer. And that's exactly what Jalen Hurts ended up doing at Oklahoma. Then, Further down the line ended up, he's, you know, arguably one of the top quarterbacks in the National Football League. So, no, I I think that's a very valid point. And, and, yeah, we agree in the the sense that um, if you watch, that's why I was saying, people just have to go back and watch. I think sometimes people just go with these narratives off of what they've seen or heard. But if you watch Washington again, they they throw so many screens and set things up that I I think that's really going to benefit uh, Jalen Milrow in this new system and, and, and a I, lot
6: of people are not watching a lot of people are just going off of highlights they and go I'm off like, of you know, highlights and, and whatever people are tweeting yeah you're <laughs> not watching full games y'all don't people can't not Milrow can't how many Penance games did you actually watch full Penance games did you watch Right now, his ball placement was incredible, impeccable. Yeah, but that was deep. That was deep. His deep passes,
2: Muro can throw the deep ball just like he can. Yeah, no, he so. he definitely he definitely can. And and uh, but I will give Penning's credit, like you just did. I mean, uh, he he <laughs> had some unbelievable accuracy, and he Absolutely. and he had that. He displayed that that confidence in making those throws, and I, I think that's a valid point. I mean. If you think about it you know milro with those uh interceptions at texas even going in the season all people did was question you know his ability to, th- uh, to protect the football protect right the football. and yep. i can tell you right now the coaches were in the same position like hey take what the defense gives you protect the football at all costs and and you're right when you do play in a sense of being you know reserved and so protective it does keep you from playing you know truly free and really just letting it go and that's at any position Um, So if you can get him confident and get him up to speed in terms of really just trusting things, trusting his eyes and uh, getting a game plan ready for him that that allows him to kind of get into his rhythm. I think he will uh, take another step this season, so... Yeah, right, we'll, I, be I be now. we'll be brother. We'll be in a lot
6: of roll time! He can develop, like Christian said. Y'all act like he's just gonna stay how he is. He can develop, man. I love the fact that he always says I'm not a finished product. But he knows he can get better, man. Oh, no, he's home. No, nah, cool. he doubt, that,
5: man. We're, that's why I, I talk about the footwear. It's more than just what we're saying stat-wise playing that position I mean you know it's it's footwork and different things your eyes how to play with your eyes better and things like that that he that definitely work with him on so I'm not worried about him I think biggest thing is putting things in place that supports his skill set that's all that's going to do is enhance what he does that's all I'm saying and I think uh, before I go Corey don't be worried about our defense man
6: you're not worried about Lane Kiffin defense don't be worried about
5: our defense (laughs) listen man (laughs) the Lane Train got two Washington starters off the Joe Moore Award winning y'all they, weren't starters. they line wasn't
6: starters they were not starters uh, they played a couple they had stars, but they wasn't starters and they was guards
5: but they, they so we got worried about Lane
6: the Lane Train is you tough walk, you, you see that good you better watch out for Lane serious.
5: Train Lane we Train and Georgia it. Lane Train and Georgia is going to be my picks for the SEC championship
6: we just keeping our girlfriends and our wives away from him. y'all have a good day <laughs>
4: oh
5: god we got to go back in the moment
6: time for up next We'll be
5: back.
10: Weekday mornings at 6 a.m. The Martin Houston Show.
7: Join the Martin Houston Show powered by Max Sports on a Monday edition of the program. We'll add Kennington Smith, the third of the Athletic to the conversation. We'll review Bama's big weekend versus LSU. Did they keep it rolling against another set of Tigers? We'll talk about that. And of course, At the top of the menu will be Kaelin DeBoer's uh, weekend and what happened with the Crimson Tide football program. We have those conversations and more, and the phone lines always open at 205-342-9904, the Alabama 1 hotline. We'll talk to you on Monday. Roll Tide.
10: Catch the Martin Houston show from 6 to 7 weekday mornings on Tide 100.9.
4: This
10: is
0: Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9.
12: Let's go right to the phone line. I'm not going to waste time. Tommy
5: from Romulus, you're up next, buddy. Welcome
12: in. Hey, guys. How are y'all today? Doing great. Hope you're doing well. Yeah, I'm going to say 10-2. I got in trouble about a week ago. Ron, so he fussed at me because I don't make prediction, but I went 10-2. I'm going to stay by. They'll probably lose one game on the road, and the Georgia game is really going to tell what kind of season we're going to have? And, mm. You know, there's a lot of pressure on Georgia to come over here and do something. Kirby only beat Alabama one time, if he don't beat Alabama this time, they're going to be a bunch of sour folks in Athens, Georgia.
2: Mm. About it. I mean, yeah. really, yeah. I mean, but I mean, but should they though? I mean, he he's definitely produced for them. Man. I mean, but I, I get it though. He's kind of set himself up for that standard. But I mean, back to back national championships and uh I mean he's he's got a great program going over there. It definitely to me feels like a <laughs> a copy of of our older Alabama programs. But now you're right. They would not be happy if, if he still is struggling to beat Alabama, especially now that Coach Saban retired. I think I saw some uh maybe it was some of their players reacting to it and it was almost like they're like, Oh, thank God, right? So you could tell we were living in Georgia uh football players' heads rent free, right? <laughs>
12: Well, yeah, and it uh, just really, and he got this guilt. He's going to have to live with the rest of his life. He only beat Nick Saban one time. Everybody say he's going to be greater than Saban. He can't never beat Saban but one time. Even in the national championship game his life is like the stigma
5: Coach Ryan had. He never yeah, I mean, listen, Nick retired. And I thought he wanted to go out on the high horse. And I thought, and I predicted they would win the national championship this year, or last year. Um, and I thought that would, you know, push him out the door. Him and Miss Terry would be like, you know, that's it. We got eight now. That's right. But then that didn't happen. But then when you go back and look at it, you go, well, he kind of took that throne back from Kirby. And he left as the owner of the SEC. So you won't, he left... By beating them in the, in the SEC championship game, he left as the king of the SEC, and beating his understudy Kirby Smart. So I think when you look at that, even though I felt like this team still was good enough to win a national championship last year, I still I'm not. Uh, Michigan won it, congratulations, but still I'm. Um, I I think Alabama would beat them eight out of ten times. I really do, but they didn't beat them in the Rose Bowl. That's what mattered, but. Um, but I think by beating uh, Kirby Smart and taking back the SEC, that was good enough for Nick to say siren hour. And let's move on.
12: Well, yeah. I mean, Nick Saban left on a good dog. He didn't beat Mitch, and that's fine. I mean, I wish we could have won done what we wanted. But he prevented Georgia for three pieces. And that will burn them forever. It will be in the back of their mind. No who the coach I, I, I think, think Georgia
5: would have beat Michigan. I really do
12: have
5: that kind
12: of, Oh, yeah. And and they probably no, should have been Georgia won the, better team, won the best team in the nation. I'm not taking nothing away from them. But, you know, it's not... We don't play World Series series. You play one game, and you got to win on that day. You play the game. We won it in Atlanta. We didn't win in the Rose I mean, but right, it's a special year. And I hate to say, I hate to put steaming the oh. team or expectation because right now, my goal was when he came here two weeks ago, let's survive the 30-day transfer portal. Let's see what he does because there's going to be a lot of noise squawking. It's over. It's over. It's over. over. This said the same thing with Rod. And we did go 7 5 It's going to be kind of like Gene Stallman first year. He started out 0-3, and we stunk up the fiesta both. But next year, we went level 1. in 92, we went 13-0 and won the first SEC, you know, championship game. And we set a standard. And Nick Saban did the same thing. Went 7-6. Two years. Next year, we went 12-2. Next year, we went 14-0 14-0 and won a national nice championship. he got to lay the foundation. Nick Saban foundation yeah. a foundation legacy is setting the stone on there. It. Now, is my new coach's chance to make his name or his foundation. And it start now.
5: And they they Well, if you can on the board, I mean, if you're able to, that fourth game of the year, I believe it is, when Georgia comes in, Brought to the stadium. If you're able to win that ball game, boy,
2: oh, that'd be big.
5: I mean that that game right there to me. I mean going to Wisconsin. I think the week before it's going to be tough. I mean, you know, what do they do that? What do they call it? Dance they do? They do it. I don't a know. Round, jump around. Jump around. But uh, yeah, I mean they're going to be doing their thing, right? And well, uh, the, you got to remember the this. there. The old I'm a big
12: Alabama fan. I might yeah. do pretty well on the road. So they got four tough games. The worst I can see them doing is going two and two on the
5: road. And maybe losing Jordan. But. Which I that's think is fair. That's, 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 where I that's not and why three, I got it at nine and three. I mean, I think, I think, I think they beat LSU at home because I don't know who. Well, uh, Quarterback is going to be different. Thank God Jaden Daniels is gone. But the Tennessee quarterback is special, and they got some talent. So we know how. I mean, hard LSU's that game
2: quarterback is, is Nussmeyer. He's a good. He's a good ball player. Yeah, he played, he, he played, in, he he played in the bowl game. Games. He played a, played a good game. He's a solid quarterback. He he's not Jaden Daniels, but he's a solid quarterback. Yeah. Did y'all see the receiver though? We didn't talk about this. Got arrested for for betting yeah. on well, games. Pro now though. Oh, he is he? Play, yeah, he's a pro. Well, it said LSU receiver. I mean, I, I, I didn't. Former. Know. It just said former. Well, did he just leave? I mean I think he's former. Oh yeah, I yeah, think. yeah. Former you're right. I'm sorry. Yeah. My bad.
5: Well, Tom, I got him at nine and three. You
2: got him at ten and two.
5: I got them losing to Georgia. I got them losing one of the games between LSU and Tennessee, and I got them dropping another one that could be Wisconsin or Oklahoma. That's how I come up with
12: nine and three. Yeah, just see how the team is gonna be a tough draw towards the season. We always had a I use this terminology, a warm-up game before Auburn. But we got to go to
5: Norman the week before we play Auburn. That's going to be tough. It is. Mm -hmm. And Brent Venables, I mean, I know they lost their quarterback to the portal. Um, I can't think off the top of my head who they got in. But but he's building a program there in Oklahoma. You know, Brent Venables, who had uh, Alabama numbers as defensive coordinator for years. Christian was there. Um, he, you know, the defense was terrible for his first year, but they played much better last year. So we'll see. I mean, we'll see. I mean, this team could be just freaking stinking good. You know, that's what everybody hopes. That's what we hope. But, but it just the percentages suggest that falling to the goat and just you know, it might be tough. And with the schedule, I think it's going to be tough. That's why I'm giving them a nine and three record still with a chance to sneak into the playoffs and maybe do some damage. That's nothing wrong with that. Then you're Not won. nothing at all. No, you're right, Tim. Well, Tommy, we a- Tommy. appreciate you, man. All right, man. Bless you, my friend. Have a great weekend. You too. There goes Tommy from Ramos. You know what I'm looking forward to? What's that? enough.
2: Well, Well, while you do that, I just want to get these in because we got to get out of here soon. Ryan Fowler's up next right here on Tide 100.9. I just want to give a big shout out to Mr. Yelder and John Jones for their super chat comp- contributions over on the YouTube channel. I always appreciate you guys and your support helping make this thing run and make things possible. So thank you guys so much. Thank you everybody that's been tuned in on YouTube and Tide 100.9 with us FM or on the app. We appreciate all of our listeners here on the Miller's Edge. So we're going to get out of here. Hope you guys have a wonderful weekend. Stay tuned. you got Ryan Fowler in the game coming up next. You've been listening to the Miller's Edge right here on Tide 100.9, 1230 AM WTBC, presented by the Good Feet Store, America's art support experts. We'll see you guys Monday. You've been listening to the Miller's Edge, tackling sports daily.
3: Coming out.